0: This is the FM Gold Channel of All India Radio. In the weekly program, Money Talk, now we bring you a discussion on government's action on sovereign bonds. The participants are Shubhamoy Bhattacharya, Economic Analyst, and Shishir Sinha, Journalist.
1: Shubhamoy, let me begin with a very basic question. Why there is a need for overseas borrowing? Look at it this way. India government says that
0: like any other major government it needs to borrow from the market often people think of borrowing as something which is because from individual efforts we see that we would not like to be a borrower but a government or a company needs to borrow as a part of prudent healthy practice in fact governments like singapore which doesn't have a borrowing create artificial borrowings to create a borrowing identity in the market so india government is not in that situation is actually in a good position it can borrow it does need to borrow and it borrows from the market The question that was raised right from the time when India got into the field of large-scale borrowing, which was around, and when the markets opened up from 1991, was that does India have the ability to borrow from international market? No, at that time, it didn't have the ability. Its rating was very bad. It was below investment grade by the international rating agencies. Over the years, as India's profile has improved and India has come by 2007 to the investment grade, then the question started being raised that can India borrow abroad? And the issue that was always raised was that should India borrow abroad and could India borrow abroad. Well could India borrow abroad has been answered by the fact that yes after the ratings agency did it. Put India on the investment grade. Should India borrow abroad is a normative exercise. And that frankly is a question that keeps on changing from time to time. To put a very simple example, when we get calls from the bank that loan Usually, the more you say, I don't need a loan, the more the bank pushes you up and says you are a better customer. So it's something like that. So the more the country delays borrowing from anywhere, the more the country's rating, record, everything improves. And the more the country borrows, the less does its profile become interesting. So, it's a very interesting game which rating agencies, banks, governments, they all play in the national market. And as the discussion obviously shows that this is a complicated exercise, which is why many economists have suggested that probably it's a better idea for India not to try to get into this game.
1: What is the cost advantage of borrowing overseas?
0: Any borrowing overseas by any organization will always be benchmarked against the US dollar because that is the currency on which every borrowing cost is measured. And the cheapest cost of borrowing is what is called the London Interbank Offered Rate which means that is the rate at which the specified banks can borrow among each other on an overnight basis. And that's
1: a plus minus 0.5, 0.1, the whatsoever the margin right.
0: is. And that LIBOR is the lowest cost of borrowing anywhere in the world. So any sovereign other than even USA which borrows will be borrowing at a premium above the LIBOR rate. USA also used to borrow at the LIBOR and USA does not because USA's what is called the triple A rating has been taken away by Standard & Poor's. Now that's been a huge change. In fact now the triple A rating is only held by some of the multilateral institutions. So these are the countries other than that nobody has a, that sort of rating. India is triple B minus which means that India is just on the investment grade. So obviously India will borrow at a premium which will depend on how the markets see the Indian conditions. When you see the cost, it will include what is India's inflation rate, what is India's current account deficit, what is India's fiscal deficit and the foreign exchange reserves. These four are primarily the things that are looked at and depending on how they look, the markets would give a rating. So India would say that I want to borrow at the rate of say 4% and assuming the LIBOR is 2%, then 2% is the premium. Now, the market will offer money to India depending on whether it thinks that 2% is an adequate premium to cover the cost of the Indian foreign exchange risk. That
1: will happen whenever there's a transition from dollar to Indian rupee. Now, we have three instruments. One is the treasury bill, which is issued at discount. Then there is a dated government security, which we say that and the maturity period could be up to 40 years. I mean, above one year and above up to 40 years. And the third one is the sovereign one. If we take the 10-year bonds, which is considered as a benchmark for deciding cost of a borrowing, that's something around 7%. So what could be the rate in international markets? could it be 2.3 or 3% or 4% because that is the cost difference which is giving some kind of advantage and that is the cost difference which government is hoping to get that absolutely as we just discussed right now and given the LIBOR rate of around close to
0: 1.5 to 2 India I don't think will get anything lower than 4 or 4.5 now given that the domestic paper is trading at a yield of 7% then that means the difference is about 3% now if you look at that exchange rate between Indian rupee and the dollar then obviously you find that the difference is not very high which means the India government would make just a thin margin of difference between what it gets from borrowing abroad and what it gets from borrowing within India. And that will be about the maximum that India government will get. So that is where the matters would stand. Let's look at it this way if today as the finance ministry officials are saying that we will borrow not more than ten billion dollars and seventy thousand rupees. If we borrow on seventy thousand crore rupees, roughly next year if we borrow the same the point will now be that there will be larger amount of Indian paper in the world market and it will require very prudent policies. Going Going ahead to ensure that those papers are also priced adequately which in layman's term means that there will be more Indian papers to be offered so the markets may be less willing to give
1: a more handsome price to the Indian borrowing just take one figure from the budget document which says that out of total expenditure of 27 lakh crore plus we are paying something around 6.6 lakh crore as the interest. And interest involves everything, not just the government borrowing, but also the other obligations also. So, do you see some kind of reduction in overall interest outgo? Because every time we say that higher the interest outgo, that means lower resources available for capital expenditure and other developmental expenditure. Yes, should I mean, that will be the primary metric that have we
0: been able to reduce the cost of our borrowing If we are not able to reduce it then obviously this entire exercise in going abroad will not really be very useful rather if we add then the cost of the international arbitrage or the other costs if we add on then it might mean that we have actually not made any difference if you remember India had issued the IMD the India Millennium Deposit and then the resurgent India bonds the point was at that the time made very clear and the Finance Ministry came out with a huge detailed paper to show that how the cost of the IMD was lower than what markets had expected and that was how it was measured so I suppose the same measurements will have to be used this time also to see whether India is actually making a killing by borrowing from abroad or would it have been better served by borrowing from within the country
1: now going back to the number which you mentioned earlier that we are expecting some kind of 10 billion dollar borrowing out of if we talk about 7 lakh crore borrowing as projected in the budget is this the realistic number don't you see the there will be not a kind of crowding in the global market not really because if you look at it from the global market Israel is very liquid
0: and given the fact that there are not too many attractive papers in the world at this moment definitely there's not a problem there as far as raising or tapping the world market is concerned the question is that whether India can afford to, again, that question of debt servicing. Debt servicing is again not a, too much of a problem because given India's maturity profile of short-term debts, that's not a problem and this is, as you typically say, these would be something like the 10-year bonds. So, which means the debt profile would be longer. So, those parts are well taken care of. The basic issue is always that any such paper, to remain attractive, must be dependent on the country's macroeconomic performance. And one of the reasons I like the idea of sovereign borrowing abroad is it will put the government under a very strong budget constraint, you know fiscal deficit, we have often said about inflation control, all those things right now remains at the pleasure of the sovereign, it will not. If we make mistake, the yield on these papers will be massively damaged. And then the debt servicing cost and will go And debt servicing up. cost will go up and the next time we will be in difficulties and there are huge potential implications of doing a wrong borrowing. So, to that extent, I think it is a good exercise for a country which is doing well. If India government, and frankly speaking, it will now put a sort of a leash on any government, including this government, to ensure that it runs its household under the best and proper conditions of running a household.
1: Now, coming to the rating which we have at this moment is a triple B minus. That's a just above the junk rate. And any kind of failure in debt servicing or any problem on that front, do you think that will also affect our overall rating and that in turn may create more problem?
0: You know, right since 1991, when we had a balance of payments crisis, it has been a cardinal principle of the Indian foreign debt management that we shall never renege on a debt commitment. This has been something which has always guided our Indian fiscal policy, monetary policy, and till today... India has never gone back on its external debt commitment. It's a very powerful record which very few countries have. And obviously this is a record that India will like to exploit. That we do not, under any circumstance, back down on our international commitment. It's a powerful commitment built over the last 25 years. So I think that's something that India can definitely take to the market. And I don't think that will be in problem. We have had several crises in the past 25 years. But no Indian paper has ever been defaulted on. So I don't think that will happen. What the point is that in ensuring that it doesn't happen, do we put risks on a domestic market? Do we therefore put the burden on the banks, on the financial sector, on even on the domestic households here to ensure that they cuff up the money to be able to maintain our sterling record abroad? That is where it's a call. And that is a call which
1: is something which frankly is about the future. It's just like credit score which an individual enjoys. So our credit score, I mean India's credit score is much better and that is what is going in the global market. Now, which are the countries, which are the markets which are willing to give money to India? The
0: entire money that will be raised will not be from any country per se it's not like say UK will lend us money or USA will lend us money or any other Japan will lend us money The market it eh? will be the market it will be the commercial banks so it's actually like standing on one's own legs in the international market and then raising a loan just as any bank does just as any company would do there is no concession here there is no obligation in terms of taking it from a particular country. If we had to take it from a particular country, we could have jolly well worked out either a swap with them, we could have worked out a loan arrangement with them, then there are all sorts of stuff which goes through multilateral institutions, that is to the World Bank or IMF or whatever. This is directly blown raised
1: from commercial banks at commercial terms and it will be a Government of India paper. So that means we are going to different markets, not to different countries and taking the loan Now, one thing which is expected that after going abroad, there will be more money available with the Indian banks and they will be able to lend more. So, do you see that any kind of downward movement in the interest rate domestically? That is one positive I am sure
0: would happen because so long, the Indian banks always had a comfort level that whatever we do, since the government will always come to the market with bonds and those bonds will have to be bought by us. So therefore, the Reserve Bank will always do an open market operation to ensure that they have liquidity. When they have liquidity, then with that money, they can then buy those bonds. So banks always had a very comfortable situation. And typically what used to happen is because they had that comfort, they therefore could say that I don't really need to go to borrower A or borrower B, supposing a farmer or an industrialist or a housewife or a self-help group and offer them loan at, at attractive prices So that they can take it, I mean at the end of the day I can always just lend to the government of India. That comfort level will slightly come down. So banks will now have to work a bit more extra hard. How much hard and how much will be the bank's pressure on their balance sheet will see, but definitely it will be a downward pressure on the real interest rate. And so, provided the government keeps its part of the bargain, doesn't get into difficulties in terms of managing the economy, it can actually be a positive for the Indian economy.
1: Now, there are talks that we may go in tranches rather than going for one go, I mean, raising 10 billion dollar in one go, we may go in tranches, how do you see this idea? Well.
0: Frankly speaking, if I can manage $10 billion, I can also manage $4 billion, I mean, it's a sovereign borrowing I mean, how floating in terms of the global size of the market, which is about $3 trillion daily, a $10 billion is actually very little to talk about. So, I don't think there's any problem in terms of the markets overheating and if the finance ministry has done its homework, does its homework going ahead, appoints the right bankers to float the papers, then I don't see its friends, let's put it this way, for perspective, the Saudi Aramco share issue which is going to come is expected to be about a 1 trillion dollar issue, but that, compared to that, this is peanuts if they are coming at one tranche, then a company then sure enough we can raise it in 10 billion dollar in also in one go i mean why should it have to be 4 billion i mean it, it, it could just sort of give a comfort level but to comfort level to whom i'm not very clear
1: hopefully first experiment after 1991 of going abroad to raise money to bridge deficit for the government will have positive impact also one can expect reduction of lending rates domestically which will bring down the cost of investment thank you for talking to us Thank you very much, Shishir.
0: You were listening to a discussion on government's action on sovereign bonds. The participants were Shubhamoy Bhattacharya, economic analyst, and Shishir Sinha, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. You can also listen to this program on our website, newsonair.com. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks@gmail.com. at gmail.com.